What's up, Deron Harmon? Thank you for coming here. Appreciate it, bro. This is the Dot Daddy Podcast. Today is November 28th, 2023, and we are here with Deron Harmon, comic book author, veteran, and paramedic. I appreciate that, man. That's a lot. I realize it was... <laughs> it is, I mean, man, you've been killing it. So before we go into the comic book, I've known you for a long time. We went to high school. You're, you're younger than me, I think. What are you, 06 or 07? Yeah, I'm 06. 06. And I went to school with your brother. Yeah. Uh, who was my age, Andre. Yes. And uh, also, you lived in the neighborhood down the street from where I lived for a while. So, yeah. Small circle. Yeah. and uh, But you've been dominating. You wrote a comic book. It's called Medic Grizz, but you're not the typical, to me, comic book nerd because you're an athlete. You're a veteran. I mean, you played football. I think you were in track. What else did you do in high school? Track was the main thing. All state and track and one state championship there. Um, I didn't play football or arena football until I got back from the military. Oh. I never even tried out because we couldn't afford it. So okay. my parents were like, what could you do that didn't cost money? So yeah, it is expensive. Coach Duncan lived across the street from me. I know. Oh, he remembers me. <laughs> yes. Shout out to Coach Duncan. Yes. Shout out to Dunk. That's how that all started. <laughs> But that's how it started. Then I did that. And then the comic book thing kind of started when I went to the military. Okay. So I went to the military and like, I always loved comics and I grew up. I was always fascinated with short stories. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the military, like I used to work at the Port Mortuary in Dover Air Space. So you see a lot of things down there that you have to separate your mind from. They have a lot of good people down there, a really good team. But it was like, how do I separate myself and stay like sane mm-hmm. in a sense? So comic books was my thing. Were, and were you down in Dover? Yep. You were, yeah. And um, how long were you in total active? Oh, so technically it's reserve, but you're going active status as well. So off and on, I got nine and a half years, 10 Damn. years. Yeah. Good for so. you, man. Good for you. And they paid for all your schooling? Yeah, right now they're paying for I'm in nursing school right now. So You're in nursing school right yeah, now. But I mean, you went to a ton of schooling for your while you were still in the Air Force, right? And that's the coolest thing about Newcastle County. They have a paramedic program. They will pay you to go to school. Anybody who wants to be Wait, a non-military? Non-military. If you want to be, be a paramedic. Yes. I guess that's a good incentive because we need paramedics. Yes, we do. That looks like a hard <laughs> fucking job, dude. Yes. I'm not so. signing up for it. It's like one of those things where like I was in the verge of like I knew what was gonna be next. So I was like getting hurt, I had major knee surgery, microfracture knee surgery in the military, and I didn't know what the next plan was gonna be. I actually went for a police interview. I had no intention of being a paramedic at all. I drove up here. It was a paramedic interview. They had free food. I stayed <laughs> uh, for the application now, and then they kept calling me back, and then that's how that whole thing took off. Wow. Wow. So you were actually more so leaning towards being a cop. Yeah, because like, in the military, first thing you do is like, all right, how am I going to pay for bills? Uh-huh. I'm going to be married. So like, military cop, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah easier. You know I did what a paramedic was. Nothing. And you didn't, you weren't like a medic or anything when you were in the... Air Force? No. I was what was your job in the Air Force? So services. So services is a contribute to, you can do hotel management, you can do food, you can do gyms, you can do okay. mortuary. So Dover Air Force Base, I wanted a job that was the quickest job to get back home. My okay. mother was sick. Yeah. So I went down there, I fell in love with the mortuary, the team there, and that pretty much was there my whole career. And then you basically take care of all the fallen soldiers to come back home. So that's pretty much where I was the bulk of my time. I don't think you really hear people falling in love with the mortuary team. It's more of the so, team and it's like, okay. you know, it's there. Like you have, no, yeah, like you have your squad there. You transfer people from all over, from Travis Air Force Base in California. You meet a really, a lot of good people. And isn't it, don't all um, 
Fallen Soldiers, Airmen, everybody come through Dover Air Force Base. Is that real? Yes. Yeah, that's real. Like I knew uh, Trump and Biden and Obama would make pit stops there often. That's real. Were you ever there when they came to base? I was there for Obama there. Okay. Yeah. Was did they shut everything down? How's that go? I, we really can't talk about much of it, but yeah, everything is like it's no, no one's moved. no one's going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. yeah, but it was a great time. Um, Sergeant Davis was amazing. He's a real good mentor of mine. So I was in a time period. Okay. Good guy. And so after you get out of the military, you thinking about being a cop, what ends up, and then you end up having the interview with, uh, I guess the paramedic, is that like the state paramedic? Is that Christian care? Newcastle County. So right there's the same building as the police go for academy. I literally sat there. It was like this NASCAR weekend. I don't feel like driving back to Dover. Mm -hmm. So I stayed up there and like, I learned more about everything. And I was like, this is pretty cool. I want to help people. Then you have the academy class, you go and do that. And we go to Westchester for that. It's called a good fellowship program. Uh -huh. And then came back down here and you do everything else here. Wow. And how long did that take? Uh, and, what, and, and first, just walk me through the process of So you, you are a paramedic as we speak. Yes. And how long have you been doing? Oh my goodness, time is flying. I've been paramedic now for eight years. Eight years. Yeah, seven, eight years. Yeah. Driving the trucks and everything. Yeah, so now... Pulling up on scenes. Yeah, so there's different... Pulling dead bodies out, <laughs> broken legs, all that crazy yeah, shit. You try to take care of most of your patients, try to keep alive. You try to make sure they're good. <laughs> but um, starts off in Newcastle County. Um, Sergeant Tuxworth, shout out to you. You, well, Lieutenant, everything. She's amazing. So Lieutenant who? Tuxworth. Lieutenant Tuxworth. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. Um, So she was a hound on me to keep on going in class. So you... Start off with nothing. I didn't know anything. They want to make sure people, some people were EMTs before, some people that were nothing as far as medicine. And they made us all in a group of 16 people. And we all had to figure out how to get well together and also accomplish the school. So I was one of the military heads there. And like, it just took off and I fell in love with it. Do you sleep there? At there, you could have, but I didn't. I okay. trashed back and forth. What's the difference between an EMT and a paramedic? So the difference basically is like, say if you broke your ankle or you needed something far as like basic life support mm -hmm. that's EMT you can get EMT within like six months if you want to to a year okay. at a fire school or something like that but being a paramedic is CPR I make sure drugs I do CPAP if you had a heart attack you call me you're not calling an EMT okay and would you do uh what's that called tracheotomy when they put the thing you can learn that everything you do all that stuff that's a scary thing yeah that's a scary scary thing but you will learn basically it's sick versus not sick if you see a patient come on scene, you got to be able to process what's going on, be able to react to the rest of the protocol and be able to get the ball moving and whatever medications you want to administer, whatever care you want to give, you got to be able to take over the lead and see what's going on. So you had to learn all that. Right? Yeah. Because I wouldn't know the first thing of what to give him. I don't know. Give him morphine. He's, he's hurt. I'm like, I don't know. It depends. It depends where it's at. So, but you learn all that. The academy is freaking awesome. Um, it just was amazing. And then once how, you, how long was the academy? I did it was a total of two years. Like you do basically schooling for almost a year and then you do like on the job training. Depends on your skill set and how good you are. Like I'm more of a tactile learner. So I was in school, but a little longer. But then when I come out here in the field, I crushed it. So it's based on who you are. Okay. And during the schooling, is this like uh, Monday through Friday? Or is yeah. it class by class? How does that work? Monday through Friday, boot camp academy style. Like you're up there, you all have like the blue dickies on. It's a, we still have jokes about it, nightmares about it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And are people, and people are getting paid to do this, right? Yes, absolutely. Like anybody that's you are like confused or you don't really know what you want to do next. Look at Newcastle County. They have benefits. They have everything there. You can start off. And then right now I work in Lifeline Medical and PA. 
and I work with veterans now. So I do not 9-1 anymore, but mm-hmm. I would not be able to do what I'm doing now unless I had that training before. Wow. And so people who are listening to this who are thinking, hey, man, maybe I want to be a paramedic. I have an interest in that. Do they have to have a background in medicine? No, you can go. No, you can apply for the academy. They'll take everyone. Like on top of that, you can go to a fire school and learn first CPR, hands-only CPR. You can do EMT. You can do whatever you want to do. The academy will take you if you qualify and then keep on pushing you and learn. They want new people. They want everyone. And what are the, I guess, what are the basic requirements for that? I guess you got, probably got to be like 21. The rules are probably changed. Uh, I'm an old head now. So when I first did it, I think it was like maybe it was 23. I don't know. Maybe 23 at the time. But okay. like it's probably different by now because we, we need paramedics bad. Cause like, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, we really do. Um, just so, look it up. NewcastleCounty.com. Just look and see what it is. NewcastleCounty.com. Check it out. Become a paramedic. Change, yes. Save lives. Yes. So when you say you're a Newcastle Camp County paramedic, does that mean they contract to Christiana Care, Wilmington Hospital? Like, how does that work? So it's kind of like... Is it like a cop? It is in a sense, but like Newcastle County kind of runs all ship over here in Newcastle County. So there's Kent medics, there's Sussex medics, but in Newcastle County area, we all have the same uniform. We all have the same protocols and we all do our own thing. Now there is St. Francis Hospital has their own paramedics that they come out and do stuff. But if you call 911, Newcastle County paramedics coming out, but if you have an EMT call, there's a bunch of different fire schools and like different fire departments that'll show up. Okay. But for paramedic wise, it's Newcastle County. So is there one central location for Yeah, right off oh my god, what's the address? Um well, on thirteen, you're passing Troop two? Or is it yeah, more up north? Up north, like you're going towards Wilmington. It's the glass building on your left. Oh, yeah. That's a police station, too, yeah, right? right there. It's huge. Yes, everything's right there. Right by the MV. Yeah, you go on there, you can go for like ask questions, you can go online, applications. I think uh, Laura Hill right now is still in the academy. She's an amazing person as well, too. But it's been a while since I've been there, but it's, it's a great time. Good. Thanks for bringing that up. I yeah. Mean, hopefully, some people see this who, who are wondering what to do. And, uh, you know, we need paramedics. People need to be saved. And you're getting paid to do it. So you're saying you don't, there's no tuition associated. You're actually, no, I can't you apply pay. and then they actually pay you to become a paramedic. Yes. And your job is to show up, um, like I said, it's a boot camp style. So of course you got to work out, do runs, stuff like that. Um, they want to see how you respond under stress. That's their whole game. The whole game plan is to break you to see how you're going to do. Because we're in the field. If I have two patients in front of me, I can't crack. I got to be able to looking at me for help. That's why they called me. So they put you in some tough situations, but they have a great team that's going to basically build you up. They're not going to clear you until you're ready. And you don't have to know anything, but when you're done, you'll know a lot. What's the, um, can I ask you, you disclose what you want, Ooh. but what's one of the craziest things you've seen on, you know, when you pull up? Uh, during my 911 days? <laughs> I think the craziest thing was uh, working in Wilmington. The craziest thing was more of like, people really don't help each other. That's like the craziest thing I've probably seen. Like, Meaning like they're injured and no one's, they're just sitting People there. just watch. Like it's crazy how like society is and the world is now. Like if you go there, like you think naturally you're gonna help somebody, right? People just stand there. And it's just crazy to know like, yo, you can help somebody. It's okay, like that person needs help. They'll just stand there. Why, what do you think the fear is? Why, why don't they help them? Is it because they're, they're just like a mean person? Uh, they don't have empathy? Is it because they're afraid of retaliation if it was like a fight or, or something like that? <laughs> I never want to tell someone that 
they don't have empathy because you never know what their real story is. Uh But I will say there is like a fear of like of lack of knowledge. Like I wish schools would require you to learn like EMT status coming out of high school. I really wish that was like a requirement because if you were more confident in doing like mom has diabetes, how do I handle insulin? Or if like, oh, high pressure, I'm high blood pressure, certain medications. Like if you knew the basics of CPR or stuff like that or stroke uh, assessment, you probably have more confidence and want to help. But if you have no idea what's going on, majority of the time you're looking like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Like a deer in headlights type thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like really hoping that they change that up. I agree with you. That's a good point. I mean, I think that's definitely should be in there along with learning taxes. Why don't they teach people taxes? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why yeah. don't they teach people taxes? But I think basic, uh, what would they call that? Not basic CPR, but... Uh, this healthcare period, like it should be a requirement in class. Like just, I've, Pushing, I'm a CPR trainer instructor as well. Like we're trying to pass on the CPR. Everybody know you can contact me if you want CPR. I will come to your house. I will train you. Um, we want everyone to know because the person who may actually need it may be the only person who knows it, and that's not good. Let me ask you something since you're knowledgeable. We both have young kids. I know that your your son's going to be one, right? Yeah. I have a newborn baby. She's about seven weeks old. I have my son will be three. What's the best thing to do if a small child is choking on food or swallow something? <laughs> Shout out to Willie Doan. Uh, we were in academy class, uh, face down, butt up. I can't say the other word I use. That's how you clear a baby's airway. So you actually have a hand in the chest, you want to control the neck airway. You bring them on top of there, and you're actually giving back thrusts. You can get five back thrusts. You're so right. you want your the so the your hand. kid's chest would be on your palm. Yep, on your face, and I'm down. I can grab you as a part of that. You support the neck, mm-hmm. and you're giving five back thrusts. Your objective is you're trying to actually, you know, like some pat in the back type thing. You're trying to actually force the actual object to come out. Okay. You never want to, if you turn around and you see the object and like, hey, I maybe can pull it out, cool. But if you definitely don't see it, you never want to do a blind finger sweep because what you can do is actually pull the object back into the actual esophagus. You don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So back thrusts, and then on top of that, if you're not seeing a blue cyanosis type vibe, you can also do a couple thrusts in the front, but you want to do back thrusts. Okay, that I'm glad you said that, because you see all the, you know, you get the what's the thing that put over the mouth like this, and then they, they yeah. suction it out. What's that? Yeah, oh my goodness, we have, I can't think of the company name, but everybody should get one. There's a little vacuum. Are they free? Should, no, they're not free. Yeah. They should be free. Yeah. I got mine from Amazon. Uh, wife knows the name of, it, but it's in my backpack now. So it's actually a face mask. And it's a suction you actually put on there, and you actually can pop it out. Mm-hmm. Everybody should have that. Like you should have that with you at all times you because. Yes, because you don't understand, like, there's things that kids, they like to explore. They like to taste. Oh, my son eats all kinds of shit. <laughs> yeah, so there's things and there's equipment that I feel that everyone should have mandatory. You can look up Newcastle County, and they also do training classes there, too. I'm not sure who's ahead of it right now, but you can call the county and say, hey, I want to learn how to do this, or I want to do car seats, stuff like that. They provide all those services you need, or I will guide you to the right place to get that. That's cool. That's yeah. really cool. Uh, hopefully, when... I'm never in that situation. You're going to be in this situation a lot just because you're helping people. But <laughs> yeah. no, hopefully most people, you never have to use it. You just have it. That's yeah, that's a, that's the game plan. What's another thing I want to continue? Let's go. Because, I mean, the paramedic thing is, is fascinating. Yeah. It's fascinating. I mean, that's a tough job. I mean, I'm sure you've seen countless, obviously, um, deceased individuals. Uh, have you ever pulled up on a scene and seen a bone sticking out? Yeah. How do you deal with that? Uh, depends on where the bone is. So you actually have to like stabilize the bone and stuff like that. So like 
I don't want to get too gruesome with it, but let's say if it's like someone's ankles popped out, you want to make sure that it's stabilized and they clean the actual wound. So above and below the wound, you want to make sure it's bandaged so that you have different pulses. You want to see if you have pulses or not pulses. Mm -hmm. Those are all important things you want to get the doctor for potential surgery, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Is a person alert, not alert? Um, you also want to make sure that there is nothing that's actually seeping out. So if it's blood, you want to make sure you package it to make sure that no blood's coming out and nothing actually gets inside of it. So you just basically like typical... Um, first aid care. Okay. Yeah. And when you say package it, what does that mean? So package it mean like to the point that when you go into the actual stretcher, nothing else is like far as protections. Like it might have, we have devices. I'm how I explain it for people. Picture like a pillow or like a something that's like blocking it, so nothing actually causes more damage. And you strap it down. So when you're packaging up the actual patient plus the actual injury load to the actual stretcher when you move to the other bed to the hospital no further damage like a splint yeah there's plenty of them you can do so okay. there's different ones and stuff like that okay that's good stuff um have you ever been on scene <laughs> i got i gotta i gotta i gotta keep have you ever been on scene and say we all know there's a there's a lot of gun violence in Wilmington, right? Unfortunately, yeah. Have you ever been on scene where someone was either shot, stabbed, something crazy like that, and then it's kind of almost continuing, or the person circles back, maybe it's an hour later, and they're checking up, and you're still there, um, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Not necessarily, because shout out to Newcastle County Police and Wilmington Police, they do a phenomenal job making sure the scene's actually clear. For oh, us. So People that's are, their job? Is to... They are incredible. I know we have a lot of bad rap, a lot of things, but like far as a team, and emergency services, we're a family, we're a unit. So everyone makes sure everyone's good. Um, I can't take care of a patient if the scene's not safe. Yeah. <laughs> so thinking, yeah, like, how the hell you scene's that? safe now. There's some circumstances that happen where, hey, you might have missed this or that or a situation needs to be like de-escalating first talking. I'm a person where sometimes the best medicine is just communication. You might walk in there and like tempers are really high. But if you can just talk to people and like, express to them that, hey, I'm here to help. I'm not here to cause any problems. And just want to make sure I get to you wherever you need to go and then get out your hair. It de-escalates majority of situations. Has anybody ever attacked you? Nah. No. 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 I never tried to punch you or anything like that? No. Okay. That's good. good. I guess I've even, when I was 911, we had a solid team. Right now, I have a, I got a really good team. <laughs> I have a really good team. And so you said you're now in Pennsylvania doing Yeah, so I primarily work at the VA hospital and I'm PA. So I take care of like a lot of patients that have like dialysis needs and veterans who can't make it to the hospital with their appointments. So I'm kind of like on the back end of my career right now because I'm also needing an environment for me to keep going to school. So it's uh, my boss up there is great. She knows I'm going to school to be a nurse. So I got a more chilled environment. Now. Oh, that's good. I wear that's polos good. now. So, <laughs> so you, how much school do you got left for becoming a nurse? A uh, year and a half and I'm done. I'm fascinated by people who shout out to all the nurses out there. Shout yes. out to, cause that's a hard fucking job. It really, they work their asses off. But here's my next question. I mean, you already do a tough job. Mm -hmm. You're going to go to, I wouldn't say it's a more tough job, but equally as challenging, if not, but you're also stuck in the same, I don't know, floor. Okay. You know, because you can drive around the truck, you have a little more freedom, if yeah. that's what you want to call it. All the nurses I know, don't take this the wrong way, nurses. Oh, no, don't do that. They are, uh, they like their job, but a lot of them seem very frustrated by being a nurse. And a lot of them are frustrated probably because of combination of their passion versus the the rules and regulations of the particular system they're in. I will say that. Okay. So they probably want to do more, but they're 
insurance sometimes it causes issues for that particular field yeah but um i'm doing this because i know for long term wise so paramedic is a it's a young man's job it mm-hmm. is you do a lot of up and down sometimes carrying people up and down steps all like that like you do it's for a young man's job nursing is opens a door plus being a paramedic plus being a veteran it's other opportunities i can use that Maybe I'm behind a desk. Maybe yeah. I'm doing stuff like that. And that's my end game. Because now having a kid, I'm looking like, I want to be around. I want to be able to do stuff and be around and be able to walk. <laughs> so uh, like You start thinking about that stuff. When you have a kid, yeah. all these crazy thoughts go through your head. Yeah, so just having more on my plate um, as far as like paperwork-wise, it gives me uh, a better opportunity that when I decide to say, hey, I'm done being a paramedic, I got somewhere to walk through. That's awesome. Good. I, I hope you make it through. Yeah. I know it's uh, challenging. Now, will you, because you have the paramedic, does that count towards your um, those hours you have to do after school's all done? Yeah, so I'm doing a bridge program right now at Dell Tech. So that's what I'm working right now. South of Dell Tech's a yeah. great school. Yeah, it really is. Um, so right now I'm in the early phases of trying to get make sure all my core classes are taken care of. Okay. And then next is uh, I get bumped up to, I guess, the nursing program based off of your being a paramedic. Because there's a paramedics and there's national paramedics and everything else. And the county gets you prepared for all that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah. So You also make a lot of money as a nurse. You, you okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know you nurses. can make a lot being a paramedic, too. Like, don't get yeah. pee, don't sleep on it. There's some um, working in Pennsylvania. I am seeing the market. It's it's there. Like, yeah. you trust me, y'all. If y'all don't have any idea, if you don't go to college, if you don't care for a trade and you want to just learn something, call Newcastle County. Be a paramedic. You can go anywhere. Which is an education and is yes. a trade. And you can go. Very useful. You can go anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. I don't think anyone's going to turn you down. Yeah. You know, especially <laughs> if you're experienced and you know, it's like, no, we actually don't need any more people to help, uh, you know, injured individuals. Yeah. And um, the systems, uh, there are some systems that will pay you even more than even nurses just because wow. they need you. It looks like a rough life, man. It looks like a, it really does look like a tough job. Shout out to all the, the nurses, paramedics out there, busting their ass day in, day out, doing the dirty job, doing shit nobody wants to do, dealing with crazy stuff and people and just, seriously, it, it looks brutal, man. It looks brutal. It's, day in and day out. It How many hours are you putting in as a paramedic? <laughs> okay so right now don't laugh at me so right now my schedule is kind of wicked because of school so i work only three days a week now i work monday wednesday and friday mm-hmm. uh, i wake up at around 2 a.m i'm on the road at 3 a.m i clock in at 4 i work until 8 p.m so i do 16 hour shifts then i get home around 9 <laughs> God damn. and then um if i get off on time and then those today today i wake up i gotta study and then i had class today i had exams today and then now i'm here and he's a fresh dad, right? <laughs> yes. This guy has a, a one-year-old. Yeah, Good shout out to my wife. She is holding it down right now. She's doing everything. Everybody, so we had a brief little break. <laughs> he, um, So Deron Harmon actually has his own podcast. What's the name of your podcast? Oh, my goodness. New Block Nerds. New Block Nerds. And it's mostly virtual, but you're going to be doing it in person at some point. I mean, yes. the guy's busy as hell. That's the plan. Uh, super busy. Great at time management, obviously. Try to. Even the wrong address on accident and he still got here. You know, my bad. It's all good. It's all good. I'm doing all this like freestyling, right? So I learn, um, I use screen record Mm -hmm. and then I screen record and then I found out that I could edit the screen record on iMovie and then I just use... What what do you mean you're, you're screen recording? 
Yeah, so basically everything off Riverside, right? So okay. I didn't know how to do it at first, and off of um, Zoom. So I would have it, and you know, you on your Zoom, you can save it to your file. I would screen record off of my iPhone, and then I'll have the actual exact recording mm -hmm. onto my thing, and then I'll import an iMovie, and that's how I did all my edits. Wow. So I'm just learning how to do all this. Did it uh, change the quality of the video? I don't think so. Okay. Um, not noticeably. Yeah, so I don't think, and I did that, and then I just learned how to do YouTube now recently, so that's literally... Yeah, I just subscribed to you today. Oh, appreciate it. Yeah. I just subscribed to you today. But you don't care for video games. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm not a, I'm not a gamer. I'm not but a that's gamer. just, that's the little thing of me trying to get away from everything I've seen that break away from reality. But um, yeah, I learned all that Zoom stuff, and now I'm doing all that just on the fly between work. And, but yeah, so, so make sure you check out his podcast, What's Your YouTube Channel. We don't have to wait for the end. Uh, new to New Black Nerds. New, new Black Nerds, Nerds is, is, the, is the podcast, and Nerds. that's the YouTube. Are you on that's Spotify, the, too? We are. They're on Spotify. It's basically comic content. Um, my gaming channel is Metagrizz Universe. Metagrizz Universe. Playing games out. and stuff like that. Check out that gamer tag. <laughs> Catch him on Xbox. Xbox Live. PS3 or PS5. You do not play games at all. This is hilarious. I, uh... But I'll, let me comment on the, on the game thing. Let me just comment on it, okay? So you're killing it, all right? So I have no problem with you playing video games. Yes. Here is my my thought process, because people ask me about this a lot. I don't play video games because, one, I'm not good at them, okay? okay. I'm not good at video games. Two, it doesn't hold my interest. I can play for maybe 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. I get bored. The other thing is, I know people who have responsibilities, who are not single guys who just work a job, you know, and can come home and play video games. My problem with video games is people who have kids or who are married or who have responsibilities who neglect those responsibilities to play video games. That's a problem. And I'm sure you know people like this as well. Yeah, yeah. But you obviously don't have the problem because you're doing all this other shit. But there's a lot of gamers not to stereotype the gamers, mm -hmm. but they lack time management. They'll be up till two in the morning and then they're late for work the next day, or they just don't go. Or they don't have a job or they neglect uh, talking to their girlfriend or their wife or their kids, you know, and that's the problem that I have with video games. Mm -hmm. I think to me, it's a waste of my personal time. Now I get, I get the idea of getting off work, coming home or mm -hmm. getting off school and just relaxing, you don't want to think, so you kind of zone out and you're in your own world playing video games. I get that. Fast. That appeal is cool. Okay. But what I do is I watch TV or movies. You know, As to me, it's still, you're you're still doing this. To me, that's not relaxing because you're still... Got you. So let me... Um, yeah, go ahead. So this is my counter argument to you about that. There is a immature class of gamers, which I think you're referencing to. Yeah. Um, and then there's those who are adults who just need a break from reality because we are doing everything we got to do. Just need a moment just for us, just okay. to reset and make things not so serious. So everything in basically my life is like super intense and super serious, right? Yeah. So what me playing video games are is a moment to be like, yo, life is okay. It's not that bad. It's okay. And to lock in and my... Your partner, who you choose to be with, plays a big impact on how you carry yourself and how you do things. And my wife, she understands that what I need is that. So we 
she plays as well too. So yeah, she's a piece. She's not as serious as me, but like she'll play basketball. She played basketball in real life, so she'll play 2K with me and stuff like that. But um So are you strictly a sports video game player or do you play like the I'm trying to get in everything, but like sports games have always been my appeal because they're like, definitely more fun and my because i love sports in real life though so like it's like you kind of feel you connect as a player i'm trying to build my own friends like, i'm a chicago bears fan we suck <laughs> so it's time we can win this game um yeah we won last night though bro we yeah. won yes so um it's just one of those things where you everybody has their niche and that was my niche to just break away from reality and reset and get my mind right so i can realize like okay i'm home it's, i can relate to that yeah I, I totally get that but it's like to me, and I've talked to some other friends, you're still moving your fingers, but I guess if you do yeah. it so much, it's effortless. Yeah, it like I don't, I don't have the things it. memorized. I have to look. Oh, is that why? You know, I really? have to actually do that. So, okay, so everyone's brains. I the most beautiful thing in the world is when you actually talk to people, you realize how their brain works. So the reason why this comic book also was very important to me. I struggled with reading. I went to Glasgow like you already know like you if you can easily fall from the cracks and I felt that as I got older I wasn't where I needed to be at right so but my brain was really good at memorizing objects or letters as far as like I don't have to play PlayStation and look down I know every key of every chord with certain video games just by memory I used to do math by saying hey it was Michael Vick pressed by far that's 11. Oh, wow. that's how my head always <laughs> No, it so uh, when it came to video games and trying to memorize, okay, Mortal Kombat, the code is this, is this, it came kind of easy for me because okay. that's how my brain worked. Yeah. Well, that that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. Let's get into your, you know, game shop. Hey, gamers, I'm, calm down. I'm going to get around. I'm going to get around. I'm going to get Full disclosure, I have a video arcade in my basement with 4,000 games. Okay. And it's, but they're all from like 1975 to maybe 2001. What's your favorite? Mario 64 and uh, Pac Miss Pac Man. I got Miss Pac Man in the basement too. Let's I go. love Miss Pac Man. Let's get it's, it. It's uh, it's fun. It's it's a basic game, but uh -huh. it's still very challenging. My mother-in-law wrecks me, bro. Like we have like the chalkboard yeah. at home with the highest score. I can't top her score, bro. <laughs> She's a beast. She People used to go hard on Pac-Man. Yeah, I, I, I love the Pac-Man. I mean, Miss Pac-Man is great, mm -hmm. and that's the. Uh, I also like the um. The golf, the golf game, right? Because you can use the spin with the roller. So gamers, he, he doesn't really hate gamers. He just doesn't like people who don't take care of their business. Hey, that's, that's a true statement. That's that is really what it is. Thank you for clarifying me. <laughs> I don't like it when people, yeah, neglect their responsibilities and they're playing video games. That's, that's really what it is. Because I see it too much. And, yeah. and when you see people with potential, and I'm sure we all know somebody who has potential, and you see it kind of wasted because they're, you know, not utilizing their time, it's frustrating. Especially if there's someone who constantly asks you for help or for something. And then he's like, dude, I fucking helped you 15 different times and you're still doing the same shit. Yeah. You're still doing the same shit. Yeah, I know what you mean. You brought the comic book. I did. I Let's did. Bring, bring them out. Bring oh, them out. man. Here we go. This is for you, my friend. Thank you. Thank. Can I, will you sign it for me? Yeah, absolutely. I want to sign it. Absolutely. I got you. Look at this. This is beautiful. He's got like nice <laughs> packaging. Like, this is official. Can I take it out? Yeah, go ahead. You got one for Cure? Yeah. Do I have one? Yes. Okay. Cool. So, the thing with the comic book, right? We were talking about how trying to find a space for your own. So, this is actually my... It was a joke. It was a, a real joke. I had friends. Everybody's group of friends, right? And you ever say, like, yo, I want to do something. And everybody's like, well, how do you do it? What are you going on? Marvel has their uh, Avengers, X-Men, DC Comics has their Justice League, right? And we said we want to make our own. 
but everyone said they didn't know how to do it. So I said, as a joke, you know what? I'm going to make it, and then no one's going to have excuses of why they can't do it. So that's how it was. <laughs> really? You were just, you were just, now, did you have the story in your head when you were? Um... So um, I told you my brain's kind of weird. So I actually, when I drive, I write. So as I'm driving, I have different, I have like at least 10 stories I write out written um, just from driving. And I know exactly what you mean. You saw that, you daydream. Yeah. And then like, I saw I'm doing that. So I drive back and forth like two hours, basically a day for work on top of my shift. So I just ran stories. Mm. And then when I got hurt in the military, and then when I became a paramedic, I was like, in between calls, you see, you got to be able to switch off, switch on, switch off, switch on. You can be delivering a baby one moment, next thing you know, you're with a stroke. Delivering babies? Yeah. <laughs> Most beautiful, but disgusting thing in the world. Um, <laughs> women, you guys are amazing. Um, yeah, so you got to be able to switch off and on. You got to be able to do different things. And I was finding myself kind of coming home and not being me. So um, that's how the video game started. And then the comic book thing started when I used to always love comics. I grew up in Dover, um, Spencer Bazaar. If you don't know where that place is, that's the place you go when you get like 25 cent comic books. Spencer Bazaar. Yeah, so I would do that. And then um, I always had a passion for it. So when it came about my friends, we always like superhero movies and Marvel have their movies out. Like if I want to make one right now, how do I do it? Where do I start? So I said, okay, game on, let's make one. So I was sitting in the back of my truck one day as a medic was like, it's like a year or so I did this, like a year and a half ago. And I decided like my favorite animal is a bear or paramedic. Let's just make a paramedic superhero. Mm -hmm. And I wrote the first, I love boxing. So this is round one. This is um, round one. This, yeah. So when I did it, I made it as in like a championship round. So there's actually 15 rounds that are going to come out for this book. Wow. wow. <laughs> so this I is- I got the first copy. Yeah, this, the um, big on the cold cost efficiency. I didn't know what I'm doing, everything else. And then I'm going to invite it to a, Comic Con basically is a, a venue where other artists come and they create and do different things. I'm not an artist. I'm a storyteller. So I had plenty of stories that I wrote. And then I met this guy named Paul. And Paul was like, I'm an up-and-coming Delaware artist. And he's like, well, Jersey. And he wanted to start doing more. So we connected. And I went home to my wife. I said, yo, I think I want to do this now. It was a joke at first, but I think I really want to do this. And it, he wrote the first sketch for me. And then I gave him, like, almost almost like 50 pages of work. He was like, you wrote this much already. And then he started drawing and then it took off. And then I didn't know how this was going to be. So when I found a company to print out everything else, he, Paul helped me with all that stuff because he was already doing it. And then it just went off. So he was already actually, what's Paul's last name? Paul Walcott. Paul Walcott. He's the man. He's the, he, and he's the artist who did all yes, this. Yes, he's the beautiful legend. Drawing, by he's, the way. I mean, this shit is legit. Does he do this by hand? How does yes, bro. Work? I'm trying to say this man does things. He should be in Hollywood. This is all hand drawn. He did that in digital. He does both. He's He should be in Hollywood. And then, Paul, listen to this. I'm telling you, every day I push you. You should be in Hollywood. I'm trying to get you now before you go. <laughs> so, um, talk to him, and he did the price and everything else. And, like, I found out that the market for this is insane, like, for art. So a page can be, depends on who your artist is, it can mm -hmm. be from 50 bucks a page to almost $200 a page. You wow. got to find your artist because like, I'm like, okay, what's the best cost efficient way? And right now, everyone loves anime. So there's a black and white theme for as anime. So we want the black and white theme and every color that you're going to see in the comic is going to mean something. Okay. So this one is going to be black and white. Okay, let's see what happens. People, you guys have showed me so much love. It's ridiculous. I've sold over 100 copies already. Wow. Wow. Congrats. So um, 
we're going to step it up. Next round comes out, top of next year, you're going to have options. It's going to be a full color one okay. or a black and white one. And it's actually double the amount of pages than this one. But how many pages is this? This one's probably like 10 pages, I give or take. The okay. next one, Paul told me it's what? He already has 25 pages already done. So when you say that, let me pause you real quick. Mm -hmm. So when you say that you gave him about 50 pages, because yeah. this is only, I imagine this is not... 50 pages so you wrote a really i guess a really long story almost yeah and so then you're breaking that story up into different rounds is that yes is that how you're doing? so it started off when he's doing off like um a person of color i'm a paramedic there's no paramedic superheroes mm -hmm. what happens if you i love venom mm -hmm. i was like what if you had like another out of body experience and you were a bear like what would happen like no one has that care like let's, let's do it I now have written over 200 pages for this story. Wow. wow. <laughs> so Paul has work. He has a lot of work to do um, to catch up with me. Uh, this whole story, the whole first volume, is already written. How does how do you guys work together? So let me ask you this. Hmm. How do you collaborate on... Because I know it's like to write a bunch of shit, and then you're like, man, I can't use all this. Yeah. I got I to gotta break it up into small pieces to put them into a comic book mm -hmm. that are easily digestible so people will read it. And Because if you hand... You know, a ten-year-old, yes. fifty pages, not gonna read it. Exactly, you know what I mean? exactly. So what happened was, um, being a paramedic helped me out. So I didn't have much time between the calls, mm -hmm. and having an iPhone, a little notepad, mm -hmm. I would write between the calls, and then I would have, I have like, at least thirty different notes already open with different stories. Wow. As they go, and I was like, okay, cool. This is how the first round's gonna end. And the way I write, I write as if you are visually there. Okay. So when I came to a point where I felt like, okay, if I wanted to close the book right now, take a break, that's how I wrote. Okay. So, so what do you mean? Give me an example on when you write, like if you visually. So round one, basically you're starting off with the entire world is basically going to chaos. There's a disease going around. There's no cure for it. Other countries are invading the country trying to get resources because no one can find out what's going on. My favorite genre, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you have no idea what's going on. But the animals would not be affected by it. So, of course, every single country has their doctors. They're trying to figure out how do I get a cure for this? If animals not being affected by it, there must be a way around it. So eventually, if I there's a Dr. Hooten, shout out to my Hooten bloodline. Um, that's my mom's main name. So I made it for a character for her. And they have a character um, in there. Onyx is the brother. He's also defending the line for his actual uh, line, the country to make sure no one invades it. Okay. He gets sick. It's called Ghost V because there is no symptom. He just drop, gets sick, and tell your point you can't move, you can't do anything. She's experimenting with a grizzly right now, another animal I'm not going to tell you. You'll see later in the story. Okay. And um, she decides, hey, he's about to die. I have no choice. So I decided to write the first round. As you see him coming into the actual hospital, mm -hmm. you see her thinking, what can I do? What can I do? I have not tested this serum on anybody else. No one knows I'm really working on this. This is my brother. He can't die. All chances. Boom. The serum is actually injected, and then you see the results. So it's going to stop right there. We're showing that he's actually coming back, and then the next round is going to see what happens after that. So we don't know what the serum actually did. We just yeah. know he's not dead. Allegedly, yes. he's not dead. Well, he's not dead. Yeah, but something something is going to happen. Again. Yeah. So okay. and I'm also big on consequences and also cowboy group on westerns. So like, who's really the hero? Who's really the villain? So it's a back and forth seesaw like Bible. So next round is actually Metagris. Then okay. it goes to Onyx. Then it goes Metagris. And as the story comes together as one, when it's all said and done, you're going to have a different hero than I am. Uh, it's based off your perception and your morals. So how, what was it like doing the character building? Oh, it's freaking awesome. Me being in the military helped me a lot with the world building. So first thing I did, anybody who wants to be a comic book creator, you can do it. I can't draw. 
can't draw for nothing. You hear that, kids? Yeah, you can do it. All you need is the confidence that I want to write this story and you don't care if anybody reads it. And your imagination. Right? Yeah, that's all you freaking need. So I wrote a story where like, okay, there's pyramids in Greece. How do I make that into a story? Okay, that's one character's origin. Bam. Dover. I love Delaware. I love Newark. Okay, let's make a little island off of Delaware. I love that. Got love that. that. <laughs> so just Poor like, Delaware. yeah, it's like that. So, and then I was like, okay, he's a paramedic. Okay, cool. I love boxing. Shout out to MVJ. I love it. Um, basically, he's a boxer. He's a kickboxer. Cool. The other guy over here, I love doing Taekwondo. love doing Capoeira. Your fight style there. And then you start things you like and you separate them. Makes you know you have a different world. And then as you has the world building is going through, you realize, okay, cool. So what's your origin? If your origin is, hey, you like doing, I don't know, community service type stuff. Yeah. I got to do more research on your job and then do community service stuff. And then um, the first story is going to be basically your daily operations. And then it might be, hey, you might like parkour. So you might actually jump the rooftops. Parkour, parkour. Yeah. Parkour. <laughs> yeah. So you're my character. Might, yeah, you might like ice. So I might say, okay, there's a parkour guy who likes helping the people in the community that has ice powers. Mm-hmm. Boom. Go. Okay. And then and that's how I go. Yeah. So every and then so you I had, get that and then... I guess you kind of branches out and spider web it out. Yeah, so I did. I came to uh, came to him and I was like, Paul, I got this character. All right, cool. He drew the character for it. And then I said, okay, Paul, I got this character. All right, cool. And then as I kept writing my story, I wrote a story as being a paramedic. The world's getting sick. People find out about the cure. What happens in the world when people find out about the cure? Everybody wants to cure. Mm-hmm. And then everybody has their soldiers. Everybody wants to actually get after it. And then madness happens. The conclusion of Medic Grizz, as the joke to my friends was, the way I wrote the book, and I can't wait so everyone gets to it. You guys have been blessing me so much that I'm actually putting the book out sooner now. When it's all said and done, if you want to make a superhero right now, yeah. it makes sense in my universe. Anybody in the world can make a character right now once this book is done. And I they, love that, man. That's why I did it. So you're basically trying to, you're building a, your own separate world, right? Mm-hmm. And But you're also leaving it open for other uh, content creators who want to yes. who want to come in and join the world. And, and what's the world called? Is, uh, right now it's Ghost V Comics right now. Ghost so. V. I was going to answer. So Ghost V is... Um, the original disease that happened that made okay. people actually sick. No one knows what's going on. It's basically okay. ghost virus. They have okay. no idea what's happening. And then there's... The ghost virus, the antidote, changes the DNA of everybody in the world. And at that point, when that book ends, if you made a superhero right now, oh, that's how it makes sense. You got the, the ghost vehicle. Uh, and then that's how everyone can make but their But you have to mass produce it. So is that the... It's in the story. Okay. <laughs> so, so. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to <laughs> give anything away, but it's you know, these thing. are the things I start thinking. Yeah, so it's all in there. Um, governments evolve. You know how it is. Everybody wants a piece of the pie. And yeah. then things get... You got Pfizer and Moderna in there? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got medicine. Yes, it gets a little crazy. Doctor and different specialists, um, different parts of the world that I always wanted to talk about. And uh, it's really cool. Like, Greece is a big part of this one. Um, I have different islands you have. It's all close to, like, like Canada has an island. Like, okay. there's different parts that you have your character where you're from, like, Gotham City's Batman. Yeah, yeah. You can make your own Batman. Yeah. And it's going to flow and i can't wait till you guys see i love that i I love that so cool maybe i will uh have a character you can and then boy how great paul is and i think paul should be in hollywood yo bro let's do it (laughs) oh let's freaking do it paul is a guy where you give him the idea 
Give him a week. He'll get a sketch. He'll get back to you. You tell me if you like it or not. So is this is this Paul's full time job as an artist? No, he's a teacher. He's, he's a teacher. Both, like, his, is he an art teacher? Yeah, he's um draw. He teaches different draw. Okay. But like he wants to do this full time, and I am trying to do everything I possibly can to get him more clients. He's that guy, dude. Yeah, he like he I mean, he's I'm that guy. That shit. Yeah, he's it's that great. guy. So um, and you saying he's doing this both hand and uh, digital? Yeah, because he showed me digital. Um, his work is on his he was using a small ipad if i'm correct before now he's got better equipment but like the things he does on the equipment that he has like it's absurd like these I, are the characters right that's some of the characters okay. my wife has a character coming but in. these are the two you mentioned yeah so okay. that's dr Hutton and that's onyx right there okay. so your brother and sister yeah okay so we have um metagriz coming out soon you're going to have a, the cover for that one i can't wait to show you guys it's not to my ems lovers um you're going to have ambulance on the back cover so I can't wait to show you guys that. This is so cool, man. I mean, I'm sure there's thousands, if not millions of kids who who are fans of obviously like, um, the movies now. Yeah. But even even the older people before the movies came out who love comic books, who love the TV shows, who always thought about it. But you actually you did it. You, you thought about it. You executed it. You, you've made a plan. You did the work and then you executed it. Try it, bro. Try to be hey, like you. Congratulations. Seriously. Seriously, that's like a big you. accomplishment. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's no easy, easy task, you know, along with all the other things that you're kind of juggling. It's, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. And you should be proud of yourself. I mean, even selling a hundred, I mean, that's, that's incredible. Cause you mean, people don't, you know, you're new, you don't know how it's going to do. That's, that's really good. So I saw you went, um, was it Blue Hand Comics? Was Yo, so show? there's two different ones. I learned that now too. So okay. Blue Hand Comics is up here. Well, Captain Blue Hand Comics is off of Main Street. They... Shout out to Blue Hand Comics. Yo, you guys are incredible. I'm, if I never told you to your face, you guys are incredible. Um, they actually pushed me. This guy named Jason there. He pushed me to put this book out. Okay. And more and more. I include my wife and everything else. And they actually had a free comic book day. And they invited me there. That's the first day I actually did my actual public announcement of the book. Wow. And the amount of love I got there was insane. And then that got things kind of rolling for us called Blue Hidden Comic Con. Delaware has his own Comic Con. That's how Is much. That the one down Dover? Yeah, that's how much anime and comics are growing all over the place. My they, nephew went. Oh, PJ went too. I saw PJ. Uh, yeah, I saw him there. It was pretty cool. So um, I had my own table there, bro. That was the first. That's got to be cool. Fucking people coming up to you, looking at your art, your work, your the bro. thing that came out of your fucking head is bro, at the table. It was insane. I had a table. Paul had a table. We're just looking and they're like, wait, y'all still working together? Y'all trying to grow this? I'm like, this is only like, yes, my wife's next to me. I actually have characters that I dreamed of and thought of on the back of an ambulance truck. Yeah. Actually here. And I have people saying, I want to buy your book. So fucking So, and um, I can't wait to show you guys. Oh my goodness. When I tell you this story is insane. Yeah. Like, it's insane. We made a joke that all we want to do when it's all said and done is to have our own Mortal Kombat game. Like, just sit back as old men and just play a video game of our characters. Yeah. The amount of characters going to come from here. And then it got Paul motivated that Paul dropped the book. So, wow. we're, yeah. So, we're both going back and forth now. Like, oh, you want to do one? Let's go. When you say, uh, when you say drop a book, do you mean drop a comic book? Yes. Okay. Drop a comic Just book. Just wanted to confirm. He has an anime book that he wants to put out, too. He hasn't put out yet. Paul, put a book out. He has one right now in his stash that is freaking, should be a movie. Okay. It's that freaking good, but he won't put it out because it's not perfect. And, well, everybody takes their time, right? Yeah. Um, how do you handle the feedback and possible criticism of your work? So, um, there's always going to be somebody who's going to try and say they're going to hate. There might be haters. I mean, with any, anytime you, you challenge us, there's going to be people. 
there's going to be people who are jealous because they didn't go after it. I was, um, I'm starting to experience on that now. Mm -hmm. I never really had to worry about that before. Um, I guess, as you said, you get better, stronger, and then people want to come tear you down, which sucks in life, but it's the truth. Yeah. A lot of folks are like, well, it's too short, it's too small. I'm like, well, I had a baby. Um, this is financially, I have to make sure I pay my artists. Also, that's not our main priority of mine. It's my bills are first. The first fucking one. <laughs> so, yeah, like, no, but that's what people say. They'll yeah, find yeah, anything. Yeah. And I'm like, but I've had so many positive blessings from this that it doesn't bother me. They're like, it does. It's, yeah, okay. Yeah. I got so many people that are like praising this and I'm looking forward and I'm being like so positive, man, that I don't care if no one reads it. Like, that's how you got to believe in yourself. Like, I'm doing this for myself. And if you love it too, I, I love you for that and I appreciate it and I'm gonna keep on going with it. But if you like your business right now, if no one came and said, I don't care about your business, right? Yeah. As long as you have a self-belief that, hey, this is what I wanna do, um, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. That's for anybody, any creator like that, because it's always gonna be someone who thinks that their work is better or they think that you're not doing enough. I agree. And I like that I like that you said that, um, because there really is a lot of people who just for whatever reason, they think your success is somehow holding them back. Yeah. When really, they're holding themselves back. Like, you're you're literally saying, go write the comic book. I'm telling you to go. Why hate on Why hate on this guy? <laughs> got, How can you hate this guy? I mean, he's a fucking paramedic, a veteran. He's a really you. nice guy. I mean, he writes comic books. Like, what? You know what I mean? It's just. I have people say, well, oh, book's too short. Book's too short. I'm like. That's cool. Next one will be better. Trust me, I got you. Yeah. But I got to start off somewhere and I got to figure this out. Um, I, Dude, it's impressive. It's impressive. For, for your first comic, like, I don't even know where the fuck it starts. It's, um, I'm going to tell you how blessed this has been, bro. I got the Texas, Florida, Ohio, Arkansas, North Carolina, Delaware, Jersey, New York. The book has been purchased from wow. those states. Wow. So you've actually had to go up mail it and Yes, I've actually. Be so cool. it's because like I don't have a website or anything yet. So like everything, yeah. if you want to buy a book, you can look on my social media. Hey, Square Universe. And if you want to buy yeah. one and you don't know how to con contact me, I'll get you one. <laughs> I appreciate I'll that. Get you, I'll get out the Medic Grizzlies. <laughs> yes. In fact, I will give out five for free. Okay. For the first five people who contact me, I'll get you five for free. Oh my gosh, you're amazing, bro. So as the things kept going, I had to actually learn, okay, how do you mail this stuff? What do you do? So I actually had to go to the post office and figure all this stuff out. And now I know the system. And then, um, Figure out how to do Amazon. So the next book, uh, God's willing, it will be on Amazon. And oh, and, that would be free. Yeah. So learning how to do it. Yeah, but yeah. it's one of those things where I just, I have is um, Ace Blade is a creator on uh, TikTok that I saw, and he had a map, and he's like his goal was just to sell a book in every single state. And I was like, I want to do that too. So oh. I was like, how do I do it? And so um, the next book will be available, so I can I'm gonna have a map at home. And hopefully on social media, you guys will follow me. And then you'll see every person that buys a book, I'm actually going to like mark off the map. And oh, it. that's cool to show, hey. Yeah, that's the game plan. Get so. everybody, someone in every state. Yeah, that's my end game. Fuck yeah, that is, <laughs> that's amazing, dude. It really is amazing. How is the the process with the um, the artist? Was there any conflict there? Because it's, it's kind of serious. Obviously, you have a um, financial benefit mm -hmm. and a uh, creative yeah. investment as well uh was there arguing how did that go um no arguing the biggest thing is about it's not both our primary jobs mm -hmm. so i may want the book out tomorrow mm -hmm. he's working so he 
I can't give you 12 pages in one day. So you got to like check yourself. You got to realize like, okay, I got to pay him. So be in an agreement and we have, and Paul, thank you so much for the agreement we have where I pay him a certain, um, every single biweekly type thing. And then most artists won't do that. Most artists will be like, I need all the money up front or I'm not doing nothing. That's how some people are. I, I understand because that's their primary job and that's how they get their funds. But if you're- They're established. Yeah, so like, we're both trying to work and grow. So he is, if you are in Delaware or Jersey and you're trying to find and create, contact Paul. He is a great guy when it comes down to- How can they find Paul? Paul, wow, he don't do social media that much. He don't I'm trying, social media. I'm trying, trying he to has one. It's like PM Walcott. He's a shy guy. Hey, Paul, you got to come I'm out of the I'm trying to get him. market your shit, Yes, bro. I am trying to get him. Um, you trying to get paid? Yes, I'm trying to go, no, bro. We're trying to get you paid. <laughs> so, but, um, so we had to make an agreement. And like now, um, of course, you want timetables to be a certain time. Like I wanted the whole book to be out before the Comic-Con. Yesterday. Yeah, but um, it didn't work out that way. And I had to realize, okay, so what can we do? So Paul said, I can do a book for you by Christmas. That's the, that's the game plan right now. Knock on wood. You said for the second one? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, um, and then lines. that's going to be done. And then um, it's kind of a loose deadline, like time period wise. But then when I get it and everything's good, then I can get ship it for uh, shipment. And then I'll get the books back and then I'll probably go with it. And then hopefully by early, say late January, early February, it'll be available for people to get Wow. That's my what point. was what was the process of actually because you have to find someone to print this shit. Yeah, so um and I, I don't know, do you get a copy written? How does that work? Yeah, so the whole thing now, there's also a common creator. You like copywriting is so there's a timestamp on Microsoft Word. There's also a timestamp on you email things to yourself and you email stuff like that. So you get your EIN number, you do stuff like that, and you actually have your own company and you can mail stuff to yourself and then that's your copyright, your trademark on when you created that. So you even you even Company for this? You have like I have a company, company yeah, 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 I'm working, oh, yeah, I'm working on all that stuff. So I have that part. I also have a CPR one that I did. Okay. So um, you do all that. You self like that. And then the actual creator that actually does the artwork, you sign, you have a, a contract with that person. And then that's your creative art. So Paul is never going to sell any of my art because that's my creative art. And I can never sell Paul's art because that's his creative integrity for his art. Makes and sense. he has time stamp for that. So when it goes to moving for books for everything else, um, the book is published and then these companies you go for, like I literally was one company I use, but now I use Mixin. Mixin has a file of when the book was printed, when it was sent to you, how many copies you've had, all that stuff under your profile. So you always have a creator history of what things are. Okay. So the thing with comic books right now, like this book has been out two different versions of two different prints. So there's one print of the actual characters, the black one, it's the original first one I put out. That's what I was expecting to say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, got, I got that one in archive if you need it. But also, this is the one that only people got this are people who came to Blue Comic Con. Oh, I mean, for Dover Comic Con. Oh, yeah. Sorry, do I got a rare copy? Yeah, no, like that one. I never printed this one again. Okay. So, um, I'm going to get all of them. I'll yeah. definitely have all of them. By the time it's all done, I'm going to get them off. And as the books grow, like the next book is supposed to be, Paul, I hope you're not teasing you. said this, bro. He said it's going to be around one, two, and three in this next book. Wow. Yeah. Wow, one, so, two, and three. Now, would that be different printing? Yeah, so what are you going to do? We're actually going to make it all in one. So as every round increases, so pretty much picture this book inside of that book with the additional 20-some pages. Okay, okay, so, but they would then go through it, they could stop, and then go to the Yeah, one. and the next one. That's how it's going to be. And the break marks will be the cover art. So you see how that one says round one. The next one will say round two, and it'll be Medicare's coming out of the ambulance. And then round three, I don't know what the cover's going to be for that one just yet, but you'll see as the book keeps on progression, it'll end up being a volume when it's all said and done. Wow. And this is super impressive. What's the other 
artwork you got over there. Yeah, we brought some kind of little art for you, little sneak peek stuff. So concept of Metagris actually in the middle of a transform actual. Wow. Let me see. This is for you guys. I love bald guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's pictures you. of bald people. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. No problem. And then this one right here. Now this is him uh, mid transformation. Yeah, so we're teasing with it right now. Like you guys, I've seen the full trans uh, the whole time, but you guys have not yet. So okay. as you keep on going with the story, you're gonna start seeing little, little by little. And like every color is gonna be crazy. Like I am gonna put out a black, white, and gold comic, okay. and that's gonna be tell all what's really gonna happen the transformation. But also we have, like I said, I'm building a universe with different characters. So we have one that has, this one is future characters you're gonna see. Wow, okay, so Walker's doable. So, so this is, is this Onyx? Nope, that's actually Medic Grizz. That's Medic Grizz. And then you see his bear form. The bear. And then you on there. That's Dr. Hooten. Hooten. That's Onyx. That's Onyx to the top. Yes. Okay, and then, with the braids, yes. the dreads. Yep. Okay. And then the one to the left is actually my wife's character. She has no idea what's gonna happen. Yet. Okay. So, what's her name? Um, it's actually gonna be Sergeant May. <laughs> Sergeant May. Is your wife uh, military? No, not at all. Not at all. She could care less about this. <laughs> she cares. She cares. So she's a basketball phenomenal. She's a beast. Um, she played basketball at UD for a long time in Del Castle. So, really? Yeah, she's a beast. How did you guys meet? Rob Scott. Really? Yeah, she we, went to Rowska? We all played ball at Rowska. She had an aunt living there. And like, you know how Rowska is. Most people from there either had connections to Chrysler. R yeah, that connection to Chrysler or just they just older folks that lived there. And we all played basketball growing up. And okay. that's how we first met. Okay. At the, at the, okay. Cool. What street yeah. were you guys playing at? Oh, um, that was Ang McVeigh. England. McVeigh, uh, you know, McVeigh's a legendary spot. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to McVeigh. Yes. I went there. Yes. Man, this is so fucking cool, dude. It really is. Yeah, and this is... You had to get these all kind of printed too. Like, so yeah, that's I mean, a separate cost, right? Yeah, I'm and like, obviously a separate creative and all that sort of thing as well. Yes. We're working on getting that actually on uh, jackets and shirts and everything else too. So bad ass. Bad ass. Uh, but before we wrap it up, I got, I got, I mean, you're giving your wife a lot of credit. I got to know a little bit more. So you met her and Rob Scott playing basketball. Yes. When now? I mean, she didn't go to our high school. No, bro. She went to Del Castle, man. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I kind of wish I went to a road tech school, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, like, like when you start thinking about life afterwards. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like, um, we met, played basketball, and it's crazy because, like, we never went to school together. No schools ever. Mm -hmm. We've all, like, kept in contact with each other. Uh, of course, I went away from the military. She played college ball. Uh, she's part of the Sweet 16 Delaware team. So, oh, wow. like, we kept connecting with like that. And then eventually it was like, are we going to make this official? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then uh, that's when it happened. We've been married now for, oh, my gosh. Six years? Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. When did you get married? September 3rd, 2017. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Try to get me, try to get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, good for you. And you got and you guys have a and you have a house together and you have a yeah, yeah. do you think you want any more kids? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think right now, um, gotta give her a chance to rest her body. Like females, you guys are creepy. Oh, I know. Amazing, amazing people. Yeah, my uh my son and daughter are thirty three months apart. Whoa. Yeah, so how do you guys manage that? I'll be honest, just like, yeah, I give a lot of credit to my wife. I'm here doing this. Yeah. You know, I'm doing, I run a business. I, I got a lot of shit going on. I'm fortunate enough that my wife can be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. You know, she was working. Uh, she took her, her leave. You know, when you have the baby, you get the three or four months off. Yeah. She went back, and then I would come home, 
and Brittany's sitting on the computer till 11, 12 o'clock at night after after my son, after Giovanni goes to sleep around 7, 7.30 because she's trying to get her work done. Yeah. She's doing work from home. And I'm coming home, she's crying and shit. And I'm like, I can't, you know? So we had to figure out a plan, basically. Instead of playing, I could either pay for daycare. Yeah. Or Brittany could be up all night and my son's running around. You can't walk. I mean, as your kid, is your kid walking yet? Yeah, he's walking steps. And, and the more and more they walk, the more shit they get into, the more chaos, the more danger. Yes. You know? Yeah. And so the whole thing is like trying to keep your kid alive. Yeah. And entertained <laughs> is like the main goal. Yes. And with her, uh, we just did the math and I'm like, man, if I could just make one more sale or if we just cut this out. Uh, you could just be a stay-at-home mom, so that's kind of how we did it. That's freaking awesome, bro. I'm yeah. working on it. So the game plan is once I finish the nursing school. We're going to be rich from the comic book. God's willing. I'm yeah. plan. I joke it all the time. I said, one day I'm going to send you home and you're never going to move again. And it's all for me with comics. <laughs> and all these times I made you go to all these movies that you didn't care for. It was all worth it. But once I finish nursing school, we'll have another one. Yeah. Hey, man, take your time. It's it's not a rush. You're, I always tell people this. I mean, we're around the around the same age but mm -hmm. i tell people when they're younger don't have kids until after you're 30 and i say that you don't have to do it that way but what i'm saying is you're gonna love the kid the same whether you have them when you're 20 29 33 you're gonna love the kid the same yeah but do you want to be more financially prepared yes. you know what i mean and, and kind of get all that other stuff out of the way yes sir yeah thank you Deron Harmon for coming in. Give us all all your contact information. Uh, first of all, thank you for even having me. But just Metagurus underscore universe. Um, just a regular guy trying to have fun. Regular, but you got the YouTube. What's the YouTube? <laughs> I got YouTube. It's YouTube. Metagurus. Uh, it's Metagurus universe. It's all Metagurus universe. Uh, you're on Spotify. Your podcast. New Block Nerds. New Block Nerds. Gamer tag. Ah, Metagris. Metagris. <laughs> and we're and right now, if someone wants to buy your comic book, what do they got to do? Just DM you? Just DM me and I will. On Instagram. Them. I'll make sure you get the book. Uh, moving forward, it will be access to a lot of people. I'm okay. going to get in Barnes & Noble. That's my, that's not the game game plan I'm working on. I, I think Amazon is, where, is where, where it's at. Yeah. Amazon is where it's at. Thank you, Deron, for coming in. Everyone, check out Deron Harmon. He is fucking dominant. I mean, this guy is a Air Force veteran. I mean, local guy. He said, one thing, we went to Glasgow High School. Okay, the people hate on Glasgow High School. Yeah. You can do good things and come out of Glasgow, right? You I'm can do good business. things and come out of freaking Glasgow High School. Yes. Uh, he's a veteran. He's, he went to college. He's still going to college. He's a paramedic. He's a comic book writer. This guy's a fucking machine. Stop. He's a family man. He's killing. He's a podcaster, YouTuber, <laughs> gamer. Check him out. <laughs> Thanks for coming, man. I Thank appreciate you for it, coming. Bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>